0: It's almost harder to be on good terms with an ex. Trying to bet,
1: yeah?
2: Hello. 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 Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Just One. Tonight we are joined in the studio, the virtual studio, by our friend Caitlin. We cannot wait to get into it with you guys. But first, we are drinking just one glass of rosé. Taste test. Cheers. Cheers. It's the spot. Delicious as always. You guys know we're still on the rosé kick, even though the summer is winding down, because Micah thinks that's the only thing that won't give her a hangover. And we're not going to test the theory. No, I'm totally convinced. (laughs) Never have a hangover after... Rosé, exactly. All right, guys. Well, we're joined by our friend Caitlin. We cannot wait to dive into all things relative with you guys. But for now, we'll kick it over to her to give a quick little intro.
0: Caitlin, hi, guys. I wish I was drinking rosé. I'm drinking Culture Pop. This is not an ad, but I still love that. (laughs) It's strawberry rhubarb. If Culture Pop wants to make that, they should. But it's really good.
2: Um, I always want to mix those with alcohol. Have you ever done that? Oh yeah.
0: Most kombuchas. I've mixed with alcohol. It's kind of a problem. (laughs) It defeats the purpose. (laughs)
2: Exactly.
0: That's perfect. Um, Well,
2: tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Give the people a quick little intro. Yeah. So I'm Caitlin. Um, I actually changed my name to Kate about three years ago when I moved. Um, So originally I'm from Kentucky. I grew up in Northern Kentucky and I moved to Louisville for college. Um, So if you're familiar with Louisville, it's where the Kentucky Derby is. It's like bourbon country. Um I lived there for about 8 years and then I went through a breakup and just kind of contemplated my entire life with like my career and what I wanted. Um and I moved to Boston on a one-way flight. So, you've probably seen my TikToks. Um it's not like I have that many followers, but I talk about moving all the time. I talk about my little studio apartment, living alone, um what it's like going from Kentucky to the big city. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So what made you want to pack up and leave? Like, where was your mind at?
0: So honestly, I worked in events. Um, I worked in like experiential marketing and events. And when COVID hit, I moved home with my parents. One of my roommates was a first responder. So I moved home for like five months. And I'm so grateful looking back for that time with him. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, I've everything kind of crumbled down. I broke up with my boyfriend. I was actually keeping a journal and writing letters to him, even though I was the one that had broken up with him. And I was like what am I doing? Like I I need to get out. I need a new city. Um, so I quit my job. It was the best job ever, but I needed something new and literally booked a one way and hopped on a flight.
2: I love that. Same. So what was the job and what like made you decide that even though you loved it, it was time to leave.
0: So I worked at GE appliances. If you're ever looking for an internship or anything like that, and you want like a great company, I absolutely loved it. The executives were amazing. And I still talk to them. They're still my mentors. Um, but yeah, that was all experiential marketing and events. And then the job that I took was in digital. Um, I was in ecom at Shark Ninja, so I worked on like Shark vacuums and the Shark hair dryer.
2: Wow. But,
0: yeah. The, the
2: plug? Do you have a
0: plug to the hair dryer? <laughs> let us know. It was sold out oh, for her. <laughs> that thing is a tank. <laughs> let me tell you, like it will dry your hair in seven minutes, and I have a lot of hair. Like it's it's great. Um, but it's yeah, good. I worked on like branding. For that, and then it it got me a job on the TikTok beauty team, which was a really fun job too. I just am not a salesperson.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. We always talk about how that's really not for everyone.
0: Most people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People pleasers being in sales, like that's just that doesn't mix. Mm-mm. Um. So yeah, I'm also a creative. I realized that really fast. I've always known that. I just knew being in sales, I couldn't do it much longer. I was getting really burnt out, and burnout is another subject that I talk a lot about too. So. Yeah.
2: It's really prevalent. I feel like, especially in your twenties, when you like hit the ground running into your career after college and you're like, I am about to kick ass, take names. I got it all. And you realize that you can have it all, but not all at once or you, it's not sustainable.
0: Yeah. I like miss that energy that I had right out of college. Sometimes like when you're just like on fire and you come out of college and you're making 40 K a year and you're like, Oh my God, I'm loaded. I'm on top of the world. Like I'm going to take every single project. And then eight years in, I was like, what am I actually passionate about? And now Mm -hmm. I'm re-realizing it and I'm doing so much better, but burnout is like the scariest thing ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have dealt with it, but.
1: Yes. I was also in sales. The same exact thing happened to me. Tech sales Mm -hmm. might be worse. I don't know. Toss up. I think all sales is tough, but yeah. Yeah. I have that same realization and I'm no longer in sales. (laughs) I'm just way happier. Feel better. Yeah. You can get rich
0: yeah, yeah I you mean can. at you the cost can. of if you're not a salesperson, like don't right. do it to yourself because it just wasn't it,
1: right? yeah, and exactly. so then, where are you now?
0: What's your career path? So I'm in Boston. um I quit my job in July and I'm starting my own marketing marketing consulting agency. um I'm a one person show right now, so I'm more like consulting versus like just like an agency. I'm not full service production, but I'm doing a lot of creative strategy work with brands, um, talking about their content, trying to get them to not waste money on ad space when their content sucks. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's That's like people need that, especially this day and age where everybody is like looking for a space on the internet pretty much, um, which is great because even though it's saturated, there is room for everyone. But there is a right, not necessarily a right and wrong way, but a, a right and more right way to do it if you're trying to break into certain markets.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, today, like, all brands are kind of leading with social first. So if they can't master that, I feel like they're falling behind. So honestly, I'm in a great place mentally, because I know there's so many brands that need help. But at the same time, it's like, imposter syndrome is so real when you're just on your own. Um, So that's what I've been dealing with a little bit lately. But I'm launching in a couple weeks, I've been on a mental health. Break from the world for three months.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so exciting though. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: That it's great. That's, so what's what has been your process into getting ready to like start your own business? Like you what and when did you leave TikTok? So you left TikTok in July, but did you know what yeah. you wanted to do when you left, or were you just ready for something new and then came into this idea?
0: Yeah. So I honestly knew um about a month into the role that it wasn't for me. I'm gonna be honest. And my Bosses and coworkers all know that. Um, I kind of stuck through it because I was like, "Damn, I need to learn this." Like, I kind of was kicking myself that I was, quote unquote, giving up so fast. But when you are in a role that like you're not meant for, it's crazy how quickly you start to shut down. Like, as a creative, I don't know if you guys lean more towards like the creative side or like the analytical side. But when you're a creative and you're trying so hard to fit in the box of like analytics and like caring about numbers my brain started sparking, like it was, it was not doing well. Um, so I kind of knew in February, honestly, and that's when they asked me to move for no money and no moving assistance. Um, so I also, at that point was like, I'm not going to pack up my life and move across the country for free for a job that like, I really don't like, I just like the coworkers and the clients. Um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of the process. I started saving money pretty quickly when I knew, okay, like, Oh shit, I'm going to have to fund a mental health break and my own business. Um, So yeah, saving money was like the biggest part. Mm -hmm.
1: I would say. That's crazy, but good for you. The audacity of that company is crazy. Yeah, Yeah, I was shocked. I'm going to be honest.
0: How about you move and we won't help you at all? Yeah, I was like, okay, I either become an influencer and work with Roadway, like they all do, (laughs) or I'm broke and I'm driving a U-Haul down the coast of the united states to austin texas. <laughs>
2: oh yeah. That's no. crazy. And though. that's such a that would be such a culture shock. I mean, we grew up in the south, so not so much, but like from mm-hmm. boston it, to austin it's like worlds different. So you would literally yeah. be full shift.
0: Yeah, and when it comes down to it too, like my whole network is here now. It's here and then in Louisville and I don't know, I'm like do I really want to give up this entire network of people that I could use as like potential clients and like mentors? to go down to Austin where I knew I had amazing coworkers, but like they would be gone if I quit my job there. So that was the debate. I honestly like, I love going to the South because like the men down there and the dating scene, I feel like is better just cause like that was what I was used to. And Boston dating life is very hard. Um, yeah. It's like the Southern charm. I don't know.
2: Oh, absolutely. I believe it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I was school
0: in Alabama. Mm.
2: Very different than dating in Chicago.
0: Yeah. Did you go to Alabama like, yeah, like Roll yeah. Tide? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> well, oh <laughs> I bet you have some crazy college stories. Oh, I sure
2: do. Yeah. And I'm getting ready to go back with my college friends for a game in a couple of weeks. And I like need to start prepping and conditioning now because I'm not who I once was. <laughs>
0: Literally. Yeah. The, well, that's what I miss the most is the SEC tailgates. My dad played football at UK. So oh. they're like diehard UK fans. Only football. But it's just so different up here in the north.
1: That is so, so fun. fun. I'm
0: trying mm. to get
2: Mike to go back with me one time to a game just so she can experience it because it's unlike
1: any other. For sure. I believe it. My best yeah. friend went to Clemson and I've been to a Clemson game. So I picture it kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: Clemson knows what they're doing
1: for sure. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. But Okay. So how was <clears throat> restarting your life kind of in Boston? Yeah. like Picking up. You land in Boston. Mm-hmm. And you flew what there, you right? Doing? So you, what, you packed all your shit
2: in carry-ons and, and suitcases just- and not with that? Like, that's how you did it?
0: Yeah. So fun fact, like when I was working at GE, I was always so scared to be the person that like had the finance, like all the bills show up on like the CFO's desk. So I always flew Southwest Airlines. Everyone else flew Delta, but I was like, I'm never going to get flagged for my finances. I'm flying Southwest. <laughs> Um, so I had a shit ton of Southwest points and I used them all in my one way. And I just like, you get two bags for free with Southwest, which is honestly clutch. If you're moving, um, they can make this an ad if they want. (laughs) And yeah, I packed my bags and got up here and my parents did ship a couple boxes of like my like keepsake, like special stuff. Um, but yeah, I came up here with nothing.
1: Good for you. So did you start making friends or where, where were you with work? Were you like applying for jobs or?
0: Yeah. Were- so I did land a job before I got here. I was working for shark remote, which was really nice to have like a Boston salary in Kentucky for a couple months. Oh, yeah. Um, that's like what I was able to save off of. Um, and then once I got up here, I picked like a big high rise and this is the most controversial topic on my TikTok right now. Like there are people in the comments that are like Nepo baby, like your parents have money, blah, blah, blah. You live in a high rise. But I don't think people understand that like when you move somewhere completely alone and have no friends, you will do anything for friends. And I knew that like if I picked a big building, I'd have a better chance of meeting people. And now I can never leave. Like this is my retirement home. Like all my friends are in this building. Um, So, yeah, that was my strategy there.
1: How did you make friends in your apartment? Yeah. I've never no, made friends yeah. in any of my What family? is
0: your
2: What is your advice? No, I did that. That's when I moved here. I wanted to live in a big building for that reason, because at the very least, you'd have like acquaintances. I yeah. realize right now. And I wouldn't say I have like friends in my building, but I babysit for one couple that I have literally met on the rooftop. I walk my dog with another guy that I met at the dog park and we both live there. So at least like if I, the days that I work from home and I don't talk to literally anybody else, I can always count on them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's well, the dog thing was one thing I was going to say. Like if you live alone, you can do Rover. You might have to like creep around your concierge and like, management, but they haven't said anything to me. Hopefully they don't see this. Um, (laughs) But dogs are a big way. And then also like, I feel like people are so afraid to talk to strangers because they don't want to feel like annoying. There are very few people that are going to think you're annoying. Like my way of thinking is like, when I get in an elevator, I always make it a point to try to compliment something about someone or if they have takeout, I'm like, Oh, like what you get, what should I order from? I'm not from here. Like just like casual banter is what I've done um I mean I took myself on dates for the first like six months too I would just go sit at the bar at like a local place because I felt like I would meet people from the seaport where I live that worked but honestly like just putting yourself out there and complimenting someone or asking where they're going or asking where they got their backpack like that's how I've met everybody
1: Mm -hmm.
2: that's really good for you I always I hate that there's like a stigma around like putting yourself out there I was Mm -hmm. I talked about this a couple weeks ago how like I go on one date a week and I had some people comment that like that's like desperate of me and I'm like how is how is they putting myself out into the world where like our main form of like joy is like connection how does yeah. that make, how does that make sense to you
0: well like yeah also like for people I is they i'm I'm like impressed by that like that was my goal my new year's resolution and I've gone on two dates this year <laughs> total'm so you wrote yeah. it. No, but I respect that so much. And I have friends that go on multiple dates a week and they're like, yeah, like one, it's good practice for when you do go on that date with someone that you're like really nervous to go with or you're really interested in. But two, like, what are we supposed to do? Just sit in our apartments alone, living alone and do nothing. Like I catch myself doing that most nights and I'm like, what am I doing?
1: Right. Are you on dating apps?
0: Yeah. Which, yeah, it's a tough subject. Um I like them. Like, I like that it's pretty easy to set up dates and things, but I hate how kind of shallow I feel sometimes. Like, I swipe based on pictures or, like, what appetizer they pick for the table, and I'm like... I can only read potato skins and espresso martinis so many times before I just want to throw my phone out the window.
2: Espresso martinis, uh, everyone. I'm looking like, for the best espresso
0: martini in town. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, okay. I'm like, same as Chad, Brad, yeah, Charlie. I, like, everyone is. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I'm like a hopeless romantic. I would love to meet someone at, like, a coffee shop or, like – I always say I'm going to meet my husband at the Whole Foods Olive Bar because that's such a green flag. Like, he knows, like, fancy little hors d'oeuvres, snacks, and he's packing little boxes. I'm like, that's my husband. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big dating app girl. Are you guys?
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes, but only because, like, literally for this purpose of, like, making sure that I'm putting myself out there because I get so caught up in, like, I have four like four nights of plans this week and it's all girlfriends, which I yeah. love, but like that's not going to get me a husband, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And he's also not going to come find me in my living room. So yeah. in order to like make sure that I'm like on track with what I want in my entirety, then yes, I'm using them, but I will say all of my favorite dates and the favorite like
0: flings that I've had since moving to the city, I've met in the wild. Yeah it's so hard. Like it's, it's like a constant debate. I'm like, okay, like do I want to find a husband at the bars? Because that's what we do kind of on the weekends here. It's Boston has a lot to do, but like we always end up going out and then I'm like, Oh, I could look at a coffee shop, but usually on the weekends, like it's not something we really do. So like, I don't know. Where have you met people? The bars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Your friends though have also been like, Hey, I have a friend. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I always say that
1: too. Like, Tell your friends that you
2: are looking to date, like make mm-hmm. sure that all of your girlfriends and guy friends know yeah. that you are open to dating because then they'll be like, oh, I have somebody for you or like even your coworkers. Like when I get happier with my coworker friends, I'm like, yeah, like I'm dating. I'm yeah. I'm ready. I'm dating now. Mm-hmm. So if you yeah. have someone. Yeah. Or like so my scary. one of my best friends met her um now boyfriend at our neighborhood bar and we were doing the same thing we would go down for happy hour so we could meet people around the neighborhood and she met him like three months after we moved in and they're still dating
0: oh my god that's amazing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i wanted to start a series on tiktok called kate's dates i still might do this where i like i should i used to have kate's plates i retired that that's so cute I should launch Kate's Kate dates. It was where I was going to take myself on a date to like my favorite places in Boston and just sit at the bar or sit at a coffee shop and like report back if I met anyone. And the rule was I couldn't take a screen, but I could take like a book or like something to make me look like a mysterious girl, even though I'm not. I, I'm i an open book. Um, yeah, I should. I should start that. I kind of forgot. I feel like when you go to like your favorite places, like your favorite restaurants, your favorite coffee shops, like any of those places, it's like very green flag. Places to meet someone, and then you know you're meeting someone good because they look kind of like the same things as you, the same vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah.
2: I think that's that's great. That's a really good idea. I did that yesterday for no reason other than my apartment was so fucking hot. We have central air, so in the winter they turn it to heat and you Mm -hmm. can't have air, but it was hot yesterday in Chicago. So my apartment was a sauna. So I literally took my dog and my book and went and had a beer by myself (laughs) at the bar because I needed cool air.
0: And if I walked by you, I would be like, that is the baddest bitch ever. Like <laughs> I think girls that read at bars alone, iconic. Absolutely. You, you might not even be reading. You can just fake it. And I still think you're iconic. <laughs> I
2: love it. So, okay. So I think that you should do that and then we'll have to report back on like how it goes. But, and that yeah. just gives people the confidence to do it when they see someone else doing it. Yeah. Like, okay. So now I feel like I should,
0: I should try that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm coming out of a season in my life. You guys are probably in this too, where I've had 11 weddings in the last year. That's That's been yeah. pretty brutal too.
2: Okay. I want to unpack this on two levels. One, going to weddings alone and whether you do or do not get a plus one. And then mm-hmm. second level, the financial side. But let's
0: start with number one. Yeah. Okay. So rule number one as a hopeless romantic, even if you get a plus one, go alone. To a wedding because you I swear. Don't take a friend. Don't take yeah, a friend. I don't take a friend. Or wait, do you say do take a friend? No, I was curious. I was like, do you take a friend? Oh, no, I don't take anyone. And mm-hmm. that might seem like really intimidating and weird to like show up alone, but I've like met guys at weddings before. Like the last date I went on this weekend was with a groomsman from a wedding that I was a maid of honor in. And of course, I'm like fantasizing the whole thing like, oh my God, this is my love story. I'm moving home, whatever. It probably isn't, but. If I took someone to that wedding, I would have never met him and I would rather do that than like take a guy friend who like could maybe get the wrong idea or all the other guys at the wedding think I'm with him. Like, yeah. Yeah.
2: I even have friends who will take a girlfriend. Like if you get a plus one, just take another girlfriend. And I still say don't do that either because then you Mm -hmm. use them as a crutch. Yeah. This is your opportunity to one, celebrate a friend that like this other girl has no connection to. And two, totally. like yourself out there, like use these social opportunities to your advantage. Like you're paying to go there, you're getting dressed up. Yeah. Make something out of it. And happy wedding to them as well.
0: <laughs> totally. I have a friend, Robin. If you listen to this, you're going to agree with me. Um, but she always tells me, she's like, the universe and God, whatever it is that you believe in, both for me, they're watching. So if you get a plus one and you're, like kind of convincing yourself, like, oh, I need to take someone or, oh, I need to take a friend so that they don't think I'm alone. Well, the universe and God can't really work their magic that way. Like if you're constantly like clutching onto these like safety things. So when you show up alone and you show up confident and you're like, I'm going to attract whatever I deserve, then there's room for that. But if you bring someone as your crutch, they're not going to send someone along. I like fully believe in that.
2: I love that. I also love that you said when you like do go to these bars, like on your Kate states and you don't bring a screen because people say like if you're looking and you walk into a room looking at your phone, people discount mm-hmm. you. you. You don't know what you're doing. Like you need to walk in yeah. with, like a, a very positive, confident head on your shoulders.
0: Yeah. And. Honestly, like when I first started taking myself on dates, when I moved to Boston, I would take my laptop and be like, Oh, I'm just gonna look like I'm working like after work. And I worked from home, I would literally put on like cool work clothes, and like go to the bar with my laptop, which was fine. Like I, yeah, like I wanted people to think that I was like leaving a cool office job. But then no one would talk to me when I had a laptop, like they kind of thought I was working. As soon as I stopped bringing the laptop, it was like, open conversation, like you're more of like an open door. Absolutely. I could definitely see that.
2: In the yeah. case. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so the finance side of being invited to a million weddings and yeah. being in a million weddings. What are your initial yeah. thoughts? We've talked about this. We have some thoughts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so two years ago was when weddings kind of started for me, being from the South, and you went to school in the South, so you know exactly what happens. People get married usually to who they dated in college or even younger, sometimes high school. So it started then, and honestly, like wedding culture wasn't that bad then. I don't know if it's because social media has just like taken the fuck off in the last few years, but it wasn't bad. And now I'm I'm starting to get invited to bachelorettes that are destinations plus destination wedding, and you need to bring a gift to the bachelorette. You need to have all matching outfits. You need to have a swimsuit. We're gonna do a photo shoot. We're gonna do all these different things, and that's amazing. But as like a single person that also wants to have like personal trips and things like that, it's just like such a stretch. Because then you also have the wedding shower gift, the wedding gift. Usually you write a check for the wedding. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's starting to get to be a lot. Um, but I also don't want to complain because I don't want the universe to hear me and be like, okay, well, fuck you. I'm not inviting you to any weddings because all of your friends, like you you need to like be a good friend to them. But yeah,
1: yeah. it's a constant
0: battle. Mm-hmm.
2: She just went to a bachelorette that was like gorgeous like so fun and
1: she like did not feel that way about it yeah and so it's nice when that happens it is nice when it happens it was also nice I mean there was just like things that happened like it was her parents house we stayed at in Scottsdale no it was just like nice things like that or but I'm like there's also ways to make it more affordable you know it's like we did at home yoga which Mm -hmm. was like $20 each and it's like going to a studio a drop-in at core is $30 you know what I mean it's just like at home hibachi $75 each it's like hibachi can be hundred plus dollars real quick at a restaurant. So I don't know. I feel like there's things that she did that it was like intentionally, like I'm trying to keep this under a certain budget. So that was nice. So I do think that there's ways that girls out there can do that.
0: There totally is. And honestly, like I loved every single trip I've been on for weddings. I've loved every single bachelorette party, but the only thing at the end of the day, like I wish I was loaded rich so that I could support my friends all the time and never have Mm -hmm. these thoughts afterwards of like, dang it, I probably shouldn't have gone. Um, but yeah, if they were free, I would never complain, but it's just getting so expensive. Yeah. Right.
2: And it's so great to like, that your friends value your friendship and like your company so much that they want you there for like their high points Mm -hmm. of their life. But it does get a little daunting when there's so many in one year where like you, you haven't been able to catch up. Especially like you said, like you live in an apartment that, you know, is, is a little costly because it's what works for you. And people are Mm -hmm. like, Oh, nepo baby. It's like, Bitch, look at my fucking credit cards. There's no money right. coming from anywhere. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. what if you found that one helps you like budget for, like, I, w- I don't want to call them obligations because that's not it. Like, you are, you want to go, but they're huge costs. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, how do you budget or like, how do you like level your anxiety of how much money you're spending?
0: Because you have, I have so many thoughts on this. <laughs> um, the first thought is, as far as like actual budgeting goes, I'm going to be really honest, like moving from the South to the North, I was able to save so much money when I lived in Kentucky. When I moved to Boston, my savings was at like $60,000. And I know it's awkward to talk about that, but like, I don't want people to compare themselves to me when like, that's exactly what had happened. And I was just really blessed to be able to save that much money. Um... So I had that savings when I moved here and then I kind of had been working my way through it as bad as it sounds with living in the city. It's just a trade-off for me. Like I thought, okay, I'm going to do this for a few years and meet as many people as I can. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And I'm okay with that. But now that I'm towards like the end of sort of like my emergency fund, I'm calling it with like my mental health break, all of my emergency fund has gone to weddings. I'm going to be straight up. Um, that's been the last few months of my life and that's okay. Okay. But I use the co-pilot app and then Money with Katie. She actually went to Alabama. She's iconic. So good.
2: Yeah, I've seen it. I follow her. I haven't used it. But every time I tell myself I'm going to, it's because I'm in the hole. So I really should start.
0: Yeah, no, it's amazing. Like, you can literally just input... What oh. you take home, and then her Excel spreadsheet like kicks out every single one of your expenses, like here's oh. what you can spend for the month, and do I stick to that every month? No, not at all. There are some months where it'll show up as like eight hundred dollars at Zara this month, and I'm like, shit, I don't need a new outfit for every single weekend um, past month yes <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard, but yeah, I use that, and then copilot is great. It shows you like your net worth, your where you're spending your money um. And then also I'm a big advocate for credit cards. I don't have a ton of credit card debt per se, but I like getting those like welcome offers for like travel points. I have the Delta yeah. Sky Miles Platinum or whatever. Um, and honestly, it's been so worth it for me. It, it's paid for a few of my trips for weddings and... I get upgraded every flight. Like, it's great.
1: Yeah. We did the same thing to go to our trip to Europe last December. They had like this big offer, and we were like, everyone apply for a United Credit Cards. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we Hopefully all went is. on points. Yeah. We all went on it's points. So nice. Oh, yeah. my whole trip to Italy, I went solo like about a month ago for my 28th birthday, and that whole oh, flight wow. was paid for. Yes.
2: I always say I learned this early on, um, because I'm lucky enough that like my mom is very, very financially literate. Like she, she's an accountant. So like, she knows what the fuck she's doing. Yeah, um, and so she taught us really, really well, but basically like there should not be a time where you're using your debit card. Like no. you don't, do not swipe your debit card because you're not getting anything back for it. It's like
0: throwing your cash down the toilet. Honestly. Yes.
2: Yeah. The only time I ever use my debit card is when I'm like getting like my Diet Coke from McDonald's or something. I'm like, I don't need a dollar and 60 cents on my credit card. That's stupid. But yeah, yeah, that's literally the only time because if not, then like you're not getting any cash back. You're not getting any points. This year I've gone on points alone because Micah taught me how. And it's been a game changer. Yeah. So like make your money work for you for sure. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I grew up with Um, so my dad came from nothing. Like he had eight siblings and he was raised like very poor. If he wanted to go to college, he had to play sports. Um, so he has a very different money mindset than I do. Like what I'm doing right now is freaking him out so bad. I'm surprised he hasn't like had a panic attack. Um, I just have a really different relationship with money. And honestly, it's from money with Katie. She's actually from my hometown too. So she was raised in a very similar boat. Both of our parents do great. Now they're self-made entrepreneurs, but yeah, I mean, we're all going to die someday. That's my thinking now. And I'm like, it's okay if I'm spending more at this point in my life. Like I don't have kids. I have no prospects on the radar. Like there's no way I'm going to have kids in the next two or three years. Um, I don't know. I'm just a big believer that like you should be enjoying what you're taking home.
2: Yeah. I have a personal question for you, Micah. Yeah. So Micah has a boyfriend that Mm -hmm. we talked about here a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's great. So has your mindset with money shifted since you've been in a relationship? Because like she said, I feel like I have your same mindset, Kate. Where like there's no, I'm not gonna have any dependence anytime soon because yeah. I'm very single and like I don't plan on dating a grown-up man-child, so I won't be supporting him. Um, yeah, and that's I don't great. Have a portion of my own, you know, in the foreseeable future. So I I only think about myself and mm-hmm. what I need. But has has your mm-hmm. mindset shifted a little bit, being that you're in a serious relationship and like the future, that
1: type of future might be a little closer for you. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has been not like intensely that I'm like putting a thousand dollars away a month or something, you know? Mm-hmm. But definitely like even like this past week, we're like, okay, we're going to have be good this week. And I feel like it's just nice to hold each other accountable in a way because I feel like yeah. it's like, it's so easy to just go out and spend money willy-nilly, but it's like, oh, let's like make meals at home. So I feel like being conscious yeah. of the way. like we're going on a trip soon. And so it's like, let's save money for our trip that we're going on kind of thing. But like for the future, future, honestly, like no, but maybe that's also because we're like six months in. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's like after like <laughs> a couple of years, yeah then
0: we can think about that (laughs) yeah i i agree with that i love that mentality Mm -hmm.
1: but also what i was gonna say about uk is that i'm happy that you just said you went on a trip to italy because i was like i was about to ask you i was like how do you prioritize yourself even though you're like i have to pay for 11 weddings this year or whatever so yeah i'm happy you did that for yourself
0: yeah it was amazing it was actually for a wedding but (laughs) it was like an iconic (laughs) (laughs) um it was for a wedding but it was The best wedding like I've ever been to in my life. It was for two of my best, best friends. Like I would you would have to have a gun to my head for me to ever complain about going to this wedding. It was gorgeous. Um, it was on the side of like a mountain overlooking Lake Garda in Italy. It's basically like Lake Como. And it was stunning. So that's the back half of that trip though was the solo trip. Like the first week was with all my friends from Boston and then the second half was um by myself and it ended up being the best birthday ever. I don't know if you're heather mcmahon fans at all Not um, yet. <laughs> you're gonna be obsessed <laughs> um she has like a she's a comedian but she has a great recommendation in florence for a restaurant and i actually i showed up by myself and i left with like 15 new friends of 40 year old women that were on a birthday trip too hmm. and we all got super drunk and went out to the bars in florence and it was the best
1: that i love it I know.
0: yeah I know. I actually like, I have the funniest videos. I'm not going to play them. I wanted to post them, but I'm like, I don't want to get sued. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And it was like a really great reminder that like, I am 28 and just like what we were talking about, like your money will come back. Like we're so young. Like every single 40 year old woman that I talked to was like tearing up. They're like, I would give my life to be in your shoes right now. Like you're 28 alone in Italy. Like, Oh my God. And I needed to hear that because I had no job, no boyfriend. I had been to my 11th wedding. I was like, what am I like? Is this a a waste of my money? But I left there and I was like, no, this is exactly what I should be doing. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: I just love that so much.
1: Same.
0: Yeah. I've been thinking
2: about that. I just told Micah that I want to do like our solo birthday episodes. Like I want our like birthday episodes to be like about each one of us. Um, And yeah. so we're like, we've been thinking about like things that are going to bring us joy and meaning in our next year. And so I love that, that you did that for yourself.
0: I love that. You guys should definitely do that and do like a kind of like a, I don't know, whatever your age is going to be. If you're turning 28, you should do like 28 facts or 28 things you've learned or I love Ooh,
2: it. That's cute. Yes. I like that Marketing a lot. girly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I do want to ask you, and we all have, we'll have different opinions on this, so I love it. Um, when you moved away from the South, how has that been with like maintaining your relationships from home with your mm-hmm. friends, with your family? Um, like the term that all the girls are using is like being like a long distance daughter. I have yeah. been one since I turned 18. Um. And it's had its challenges for sure. Micah yes. was um, for a while, but she's super lucky that her mom now lives in Chicago. So she gets to be a city girl with her mom, which is so oh, fun. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So we've it's all so been there. So what has been your experience with with that and, and how it is kind of not being driving distance from your parents
0: and like your close friends from childhood? I have a lot of thoughts on this too. Um, I'll start with friends first, but I think... The biggest thing that I've realized, and I realized this after high school when I moved to Louisville too, like every time you move, and I wish everyone could move, even if it's just 50 miles from your hometown, because not only do you change as a person, you also realize like what views you actually hold versus the ones you just kind of like grew up with. And you were surrounded by all the same types of people. So you saw the world one way. Every time I've moved, I've kind of like shedded a layer of like, I don't want to say friends that weren't serving me. But like, you kind of just shed a layer of people that don't actually align with you. And maybe they were just vicinity friends. And I still adore those people. I love those people so much. But like, you don't have time every time you move because you're meeting so many people to keep up with everyone. So you start to realize like, okay, these friends will be in my life forever. And then these were ones that they served a great purpose in college, but maybe we're not going to keep up with each other forever. Like, your priorities just shift. and my views have changed a lot too.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm.
2: Oh, I but like that. That's a really good way to put it that you just kind of like shed the people that I like vicinity friends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's so
1: accurate. But then there's still like those, yeah. guys, you know, it's like, you'll see them like once a year, not even. And it's like, you go back to right where you were before.
0: Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Like Thanksgiving Eve in the hometown. Like yes. <laughs> yes. I love seeing everybody. Um, and there's nothing against anyone at all. It's just like, you kind of figure out like what your brain like gets off to when it comes to like the people in your life. And I don't know, the older you get and the more you move and the more you like chase after your dreams, like the more you're surrounded by people that are filling your cup. At least that's what's happened to me. So yeah, moving was the best thing ever. And from like a friend standpoint.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love that a lot. And that's a really, I feel like I'm like shifting my thinking of like how I feel about like my, my friendships and my high school friendships and stuff now
0: yeah family that's always a different my family is so tight-knit like people don't understand why we're so close like I have a lot of friends that I've met up here where in the south like I feel like there are a lot more super tight-knit families um that could be a hot take but that's just kind of like what I've learned um but yeah we have like a family group text like just like everybody does um And we do instead of Christmas gifts now, like ever since everybody started moving away and graduating, like we do a family trip, which that's like one of my favorite things ever. I think every family should do that once you're like our age. Um, It's something we look forward to all year. And it's like a week trip. We don't do any gifts and there's no pressure on any of that. And it's just the best time ever. That's awesome. I've been saying that to my
1: family forever. I'm like, we're all Mm -hmm. pulling up. We get what we need when we get it. Like just spending time together. There's... (sighs) Oh, yeah, there's it's the best. Better. Yeah. 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 What do,
2: that's- you, what do you do about the things that you miss? Like you can't because you can't it's not plausible to go back for everything. Yeah. So you might miss, you know, someone's birthday and your whole family yeah. is there for barbecue, but you're not. Or like <laughs> your, so your childhood dog, you know, passes away oh, or that happened. You know, something happens and you
0: don't get to be there, but everyone else does. It's so hard. And. I'm really lucky with the parents that I have. My parents moved around when they were my age too. Um, But if anyone else out there that's listening to this doesn't have parents that moved around and they're questioning, like, why would you move away? Or they start bringing things up like this. Like, what if the dog dies? Or what if grandma dies and you're not here? And things like that. Like, those are just the risks and the trade-offs. And they do not outweigh all of the other good things you get to do. Um, It also makes you really value your family in a different way. Like, when I was around them all the time, I think I took things for granted a little bit. And then you move away and you realize like, wow, I had it made like, they're really special to me. Um, my dad always describes moving away as like growing your Christmas list or Christmas card list, which is like my whole mentality of like saying hi to people in the elevator and like making as many friends as you can. Um, because someday when I'm like back there or when I'm settled down with a husband somewhere, like those are the people and the memories that I'll remember. and. I'll be back with my family someday. But for now, you just have to think about like the risk versus the reward. And yeah, I'm I'm really good at compartmentalizing, I think. Um, But it's definitely tough for sure. Mm.
2: Yeah, that's a really good way to put it, though. And like, I think compartmentalizing is a skill that everyone should try to work on having because you don't want one part of your life to to take away from another part. So being Mm. able to to understand how to do that
0: is like, does wonders for your mental health. Oh, totally. Mm. Yeah, the dog dying, and I'm sorry, Grandma, for saying this, but the dog dying was like so much harder than any family death I've been through from long distance. Um, I don't know if you guys are dog people, but that was like the yeah. hardest thing ever, and my parents were like showing me her on FaceTime, and oh, oh my God, goodness. I That's didn't t- leave my bed for four days, but maybe Yeah. You- I, leave her bed. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was DoorDash heating pad and just like bawling my eyes out in bed for four days. And then I was fine.
1: Yeah. yeah. RIP bell. <laughs> I believe it. I, my childhood dog, she's 16. She just turned 16. So I've honestly mm. not gone through it, but I'm sure when it's coming. Yeah. So I'm sorry. That's sad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was, it was hard, but still again, like if, People are listening to this and they're like, oh my God, I could never imagine moving away. Like because she said her dog died. It's still <laughs> worth it. Like it's hard, but it's worth it. For sure.
2: Yeah. I definitely, definitely agree with that. I just love like the idea that like I get to experience something that they haven't. And like oh, wait, my mom loves still there? to visit me and do those things. That like, she'll come to, to the city and visit me and then gets to have a whole new experience like in her 60s that she didn't have in her twenties. And like we're we're still doing that together. We still have like these core memories of traveling and doing all that stuff. But now we just do it together because we're more like friends than like mother daughter at this point, just because we're like, you're, you're definitely
0: that way with your mom, too.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely.
0: I love that. I've seen a lot of TikToks lately. And I don't know if you guys have seen this where it's like, next time you get upset with your mom or frustrated, just remember, like, it's her first time going through life, too. That's a that's, great That is. Yeah. And so like when she's experiencing all of those things with you, like it's weird to think that our parents are experiencing things for the first time, but like, that's so special that you guys get to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a great way to look at that, honestly. Yeah.
0: I need yeah. To remember that. I love, I really love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, TikTok hits me with those hard quotes and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. So, <laughs> so true. So true
1: that's like I've heard parents say they're like when you have kids like I've heard them say this to their kids it's like when you have kids let me help you take care of your kids to like help you with things and I'm like you know what? we're all fine yeah
0: yeah we're,
2: all- <laughs> we're living we're like- gonna do it one yeah
0: <laughs> exactly so
2: do you like do you see yourself staying in Boston like is this like home base for now
0: so My lease ends in May and I'm lucky. Like I only have to pay one month's rent if I break my lease, which I've thought about it here recently. Just like with starting a business, having these major expenses up front is like really scary. Um, And I've thought about getting a roommate, but I also kind of use it as like motivation to keep going. Um, I think I'll definitely stay here until the end of my lease. And then I'm not sure. I love the idea of New York. I have like a lot of my old client base there and I have a feeling that some of them will be Clients like when I launch, so it would make a lot of sense. Um, and I've always said I would go to New York before I move back south if I ever do move back south, but I don't know, we'll just see what happens. I'm very like fly by the seat of your pants type of girl, like, I could move anywhere next month, like, everything's kind of like fake, like, we can do whatever we want,
2: yeah, yeah. I completely agree with that. That is so awesome. There's just like the best is always yet to
0: come, so Mm -hmm. exactly, yeah, and like. I mean, I'm a, I'm like a hopeless hopeless romantic, like we talked about. And I'm like, well, if I meet somebody back home, like maybe it'll bring me home. And not that I need that, but like my chances of meeting someone in a big city, like there's much, much higher of a population than there is where I'm from. So definitely higher population. Yeah. But just remember, there's still a lot of, <laughs> a lot of
1: shit. Yeah, lot of shit. yeah no, there's more shit.
0: More <laughs> people, there's well,
2: more fish, people. More fish in the sea. Yeah, I yeah. have a... Um, hometown boyfriend syndrome <laughs> Oh what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I always since I had a long-term boyfriend in college that when we broke up and I moved to the city and mm-hmm. um since then I've had like a, a hometown boyfriend like the boy that you see when you go back home to see your parents Oh yeah. You know like the one that like picks you up from the airport or like takes you out to dinner like and just like it's just like you go on a couple dates when you go back home.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: that's like the long-term low commitment yeah, boyfriend. Um, I have, I have that, the syndrome. Yeah. I keep oh. finding them. Oh yeah, I keep do. finding them. Yeah. Like it's just wow. There's just I keep texting from high school, and then it turns into oh yeah, now we're texting oh. or like oh I'll go out to dinner with you or like yeah let's hang yeah. out. Home. You do have that. Um, damn. Yeah, don't do that. But if you do find somebody that's worth doing that, then
0: absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean my bar is so low <laughs> that if a man picked me up from the airport or made a dinner reservation, I'd be like this is the one, like the boy I just went on a date with back home, like carried my bag for me at a wedding. And I was like, Oh my God. I texted all my friends. They're like, Kate, that's the bare minimum. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's so romantic, but like, I'm just not used to that. I've been single for three years now. And like, I don't know, me and my ex are on great terms, which almost makes it harder because sometimes you do question like, well, could things work out down the road and maybe they could, but it's almost harder to be on good terms with an ex.
2: Oh, like good enough terms that you like would consider.
0: Yeah. Wow. Which, I don't know what that's like. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't know how it got to that point. It it wasn't always like that, but yeah, we're great friends. Actually, his brother plays in the MLB. And oh. I've been like, he, you, you know, know the trending sound on TikTok, it's like uh when people would say their names and then they would relate it to like whatever a guy sees like that name he'll think of them yeah every time I open my damn Instagram app it's like MLB is like posting his brother and I'm like wow like this I'll never escape uh, that one <laughs> we're on we're like great terms though so well that's good actually
2: yeah. I well, saw good. something today though that says like it's harder to like break up with someone when like you don't want to, but you know it's the right yes. thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's like when you cry when you're so sad and you cry about doing so, like something you did. So you said you broke up with him, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it was the right move at the time. Obviously, because your yes. life has you know your trajectory has changed so much since then. But just because yeah. it's sad and you're like I don't know doesn't mean it wasn't
0: the right thing for you. But that makes it even harder to like move on from. Totally, and that situation was so hard. Um just for like privacy reasons I won't really talk too much about it but like I people will probably relate to this like you're not the same person in college as you are 2 years out of college so oh, yeah. when I see my friends marrying guys from college like maybe it is great but I like I was a party girl in college and like I was crazy and funny and like goofy and I was just a different person and then you get out of college and you realize like what your ambitions are and your dreams and goals and I really wanted to travel for work all the time, which made me like a really bad girlfriend because I was never home. But then at the same time, he had different dreams and ambitions than I did. And I was just like, well, I don't think we're meant for each other right now. It was it felt more like best friends, which is what you want. But like the romance just wasn't there. And I don't know, we met up a few times after I left and after we broke up and we're on great terms. And I always like low key hold out hope that like, oh, well, maybe you can like rekindle a spark and you can work on romance that if it's not there, it's not there. And like, I don't know. It was the hardest pill to swallow though, because I didn't want to lose him as like a best friend. So. I Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. The biggest fear of mine was losing a friend. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't worry about that because honestly, like we're still really good friends. (laughs) Yeah. I was just terrified.
2: Which makes sense. But like you need the friendship aspect is great, but you do need the romance. Like you need,
0: you need both. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I've never been in like a super, super romantic relationship. Like I have friends that are and I'm like, Oh my God, like, what's that like? What's that like? Um, <laughs> yeah. Are you it, Is that what you're in right now? Yeah, I yeah. would say so. It's just nice. I feel loved.
1: And I it's easy to give love. And <laughs> that's I'm what really, I think it's really easy. I've really said that for just like this whole I mean, like I said, six months, it's like, it's all just been pretty darn easy. It's like never fight. It's like, that's amazing good we just have a great connection he got her a gift that made me cry yeah really yeah just like a random (laughs) gift oh my god like thoughtful yeah it's just super thoughtful and it was just
0: insane it was just out of the blue and i was like (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's everything right thoughtful gifts you could find a crushed up pack of m&ms on the street and you'd be like remember when we bought m&ms on our first date at the movies this reminded me of you and i would fall over and die yeah (laughs) like we're simple creatures. We just want thoughtful stuff. No, seriously, though. Wait, my my high school boyfriend, so cute. So uh, this
2: is so lame because it was so million years ago. But yeah. I feel like he did set the bar for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I loved the yellow Skittles. Like people say that Skittles mm-hmm. don't have like flavor. I think they do. I think the colors taste. Wait, different. Yes, I do too. Thank you. Yes, M and M's maybe not. Skittles, skittles for sure yeah. and i love the yellow yeah. ones i love them so one day we had like class and then like break or recess or whatever the fuck it is in high school and he had a bag of skittles that he had stapled clothes because he kept the all the yellow ones for me and stapled it closed so that they wouldn't fall out and brought them
1: to me. <laughs> that's
0: the barley yes bar. right. we, we need to call him up <laughs> like Oh my God. I would keel over and die. I know when I was 16, I didn't appreciate it the way I should have. Oh my God.
1: Oh my God. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know oh. I appreciate it at the time, but like, I didn't know that I was going to be like dating sewer rats at 26. I would have kept it. Yeah.
1: 100%.
0: Oh my God. That's amazing. When I got away. <laughs> yeah. Like men, if you're listening to this, it's really that simple. Like that's a free act of kindness right, right. there. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard. No, I, right? That's so cute. hmm I just miss a- those, like, <laughs> innocent crush days from high school that were, like, you would specifically go during a, during a certain time because you knew he would be, like, yeah. going to basketball practice, so you would have to go, like, down a certain hallway. Oh, yeah. Those were the days.
2: Having a crush is literally so fun. It's just so hard to right. do now because your
0: feelings are probably going to get hurt. But back then... Right. But innocent yeah. crushes are yeah. so fun. Oh, so I had—I don't know what got into me. <laughs> I have a really hot neighbor, mm-hmm. but he's way older. I had the weirdest crush for the longest time, and it was like a high school crush. Well, like define way. Like, could we? Like, do- like you get like nervous and like you don't act like yourself, and you're like, Hah! like you would hear the door closing, and you'd be like, oh my God, he's out there. Like Wait, I can't. Is that talk- he's older. Than yeah. Him, like how much of a crush? Um, he's forty-two. Oh, oh, now we're like best friends. This, this always happens to me. Maybe I just get friend zoned, but yeah, oh, he's been to me for so long. That happens to me. Yeah. It's because we're bro girls. God. <laughs> yes. No, we, we are.
1: are like, on accident. On bro. accident. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's not like we're like, oh yeah, all of our friends are guys. Like, cause we can't hang oh, out with No, them. not that. Yeah. No, not that. Like a homie. They think I'm a boy. Probably. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's like, what is that about? And how do you get out of there? I don't know. I always say, like, not that this is a bad thing, but I have, like, I have a handful of, like, really good guy friends that I've had, and so do you, Mm -hmm. that I've had forever, like, my childhood guy friends. They're the best. They're the best. And I love them dearly. And even, like, the guy friends I made in college, like, absolutely love them. But none of them have ever tried to, like, date me or hook up with me or anything.
0: And I find that extremely expensive. Said really no I agree with you but then the friends that they do want to you're like you're like kind of up downing them you're like am I not as hot that's like what, what? I think because a lot of my guy friends have tried to hook up
2: with all of my girlfriends yeah. but I'm like but you never once tried it with me even when you met me so
0: what the fuck <laughs> no that's so true like and then they'll like come to you and and consult you they're like do you uh-huh. think Anna like wants to go home is that weird because we're friends and I'm like what a, do I smell <laughs> like <laughs> that's hilarious
2: it's like now I'm at the point where like they're my best friends and I'm so glad nothing ever happened because like I yeah. love our like extremely extremely people are like oh yeah like we hooked up but we're best friends now like I'm not yeah. friends with anyone I've hooked up with and I've never hooked up with anyone I'm friends with but I do find that very offensive <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no that's a really good way of putting it now I'm like questioning all of my guy friends I text them all and say what the fuck yeah <laughs> no but there's also like i mean i believe that there is no one funnier on this planet than like your childhood guy friends yeah like it's like that immature humor that is like still to this day like the funniest thing ever
1: Mm -hmm. and they don't grow out of it no 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 No. my childhood guy friends are exactly the same they have never changed yeah (laughs) but it's the best it's truly the best
0: going home for that is lucky to have it for sure yes yeah
2: Okay. hey Well, we normally end with like a stroll to the bowl, but I have like a planted question for you. Oh, instead. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, since you're starting your own company and you're doing all these things, who is your dream client? Like, when you, what is like on
0: middle of your vision board for this company? Sephora. Um, Love I it. actually have a deck already fully built out. So, Sephora, if you see this, Sephora. I've already done all the work. We'll call them powers. Oh, uh, the <laughs> yes. Yeah. Since I was on the beauty team at TikTok, I just see like this massive gap on Sephora's website for a program that I've kind of built out for them. Um, it's kind of like in the affiliate world. I don't want to give too much away, just in case someone sees this no. and they're like, like way smarter than me. But yeah, Sephora is my dream client, and what I've built, I feel like can transform their entire like website experience. But I just need to find the right person to DM on LinkedIn.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just keep yeah. reaching out.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Don't well, give up. We'll put it out in the universe for you. Oh, thank you, guys. That would be it. If this happens, I'll give you guys a cut. You guys yeah. are coming with me to Sephora <laughs> headquarters. <laughs> yes. Um, since you're in that space, can you also fix
2: Zara's website? Because that is literally like oh. one of the seven depths of hell, is trying to okay. online
0: at Zara. Yeah it's terrible. But then I had a friend, I was online shopping in like our common space, speaking of like making friends in your building. And I was on Zara and I was getting so frustrated. I was like, Oh my God, like these girls are underwater. They're at the zoo, like riding elephants and stuff in these outfits. And she's like, no, go up to the top corner and you can hit like multiple views. And there's like, you can view like five to six items at once in just like straight lines. I think you just life life changing. (laughs) <laughs> why the hell do they make like, so it so complicated yeah it's so bad I mean it's so bad user experience two right. out of ten.
2: like you've seen like people make fun of it like Remy Bader is kind of I feel like from what I know is like the you know, she's the the pilot of this that like makes fun of the model, like the Zara models poses, which is hilarious. But at the same time, it's like, seriously, who thought of that? Like, why are you standing on your tippy toes on a chair, balancing something on your head, and you're modeling a sweater that we can't even see?
0: No, it's terrible.
1: Mm.
0: And it's so hard when I don't know how tall, how tall are you guys? (laughs) Tall 5'11". Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm 5'7". So we're like, we're like the AT&T bars. We are. Uh, I'm like, I don't know if you guys will even relate to this, but I'm not a tall size, but I'm also not regular. If I wear regular, it's like barely high waters on me. But if I wear tall, it's like eating me alive. So there's no happy medium, especially with Zara. I'm like, I would love to be a medium, but I have to get large for the length. And then I don't know the sizing. I don't know who these sizing people are, but so yeah.
1: hard clothes don't fit me i'm not kidding they did
2: say the shape that's around the number on zara clothes tells you how it fits so like i don't know what it is like if it's a circle then it fits like true to size if it's a square it's too big if it's a triangle then it's Mm. you know run small that's probably not that's not helpful for length but somebody did tell me that Well, micah just discovered um what what where'd you get your sweatpants it's literally called
1: american tall (laughs) oh really Yes, because honestly, I have the opposite problem of you. It's like I will get a tall, and it's still too short. It's still high waters, and I'm like, well, there's nothing longer. So yeah, yeah. I oh like. I like think I'm still growing. I'm not kidding. I'm like Did you play volleyball, taller. No, I danced my whole life. <laughs> oh,
0: that you were probably like. Were you a ballerina? I was kind of ballerinesque, but also oh my baseball. gosh, that's one thing. I wish I would have been in dance because I feel like dancers are just like set for life. Not not from like. Just like a body standpoint, but like you guys can do cool shit forever.
1: Kinda, some stuff. For I feel like sure. right. dancing dancing's like a life skill. I feel like I'm more coordinated for like a tall person and people have definitely commented on that. So I feel like that's that was one of my big, big benefits of yeah. life.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. I played volleyball and I was like not tall. I could jump for some reason, but yeah, I'm I'm not the tallest girl ever. You should get into intramural volleyball in the summertime. Another way to meet people. Yeah. I did that up here for a little bit. It's in Boston. It's so hard when you don't have a car, like you can walk everywhere, but at the same time, like even with running to like potential client meetings, I kind of wish I had one, but parking here five fifty a month. I don't know if it's like that in Chicago, but it's literally, I could have like a sick car. Yeah. 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 Just sold my car for that reason. Yeah.
2: Oh, you did? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I, yeah. well, I, never, I had it here, and I never really drove. I only drove out of convenience, not necessity. Like, if I leave twenty minutes early, I can get there on the train. Um, yeah, <laughs> and so that's what I need to do instead. Um, but yeah, it was my literally like the car I got when I turned sixteen. I sold it last week, and I cried. But it's working. What worth. Kind of car was it? That was for RP Yeah, it was. It was, but now I'm like, I honestly feel relieved. Like my rent went down 250 a month because I don't have oh, to pay for yeah.
1: car.
0: that's a raise. You can go to Zara. That's free money. <laughs> that's, I made mean, no math. Math. Yeah. Now I get to go shopping. Yeah. Um, okay. No. Oh. Yeah. No. Go Sorry. ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, what were your all's first cars? Honda Pilot. Oh, ooh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. White. Nice. White. A white Honda Pilot is my mom car. The Micromobile. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
2: drove a 2001 Toyota Tacoma. It was red. That's what I just sold. I've had it for
0: 12 years. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was a really good car. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was a Jetta girl, but my car was diesel and it got recalled twice. Like, my dad still had me drive it, but my nickname was Diesel. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's like the most (laughs) productive ever. (laughs) But you see me pulling up to these truck stops and I'm in this tiny little Jetta and I'm putting diesel in it. And they're like, truckers are like, honey, that's diesel fuel. And I'm like, I know it's from my, my Jetta <laughs> but yeah that's what I drove that's
1: hilarious <laughs> that is hilarious Diesel in a Jetta it sounds like it would explode
0: oh I know I feel but like- oh that sounds like a tank I believe it so what happened yeah. to it I sold it when I moved here for money for like all of this yeah <laughs> I sold that yeah. and like everything i'm gonna cut this if, depending on
1: what your answer is but what did your car smell like crayons mm, i maybe
0: it did why <laughs>
1: why it's a thing that judas smell like crayons i'm not i'm not
0: kidding
2: Google Honestly,
1: it after that. i
0: swear
1: wait i've never heard is, that i mean i like it <laughs> that's
0: funny I was a slob with my car. Like, I'm surprised my parents didn't take it away. Like, I my car was horrible. Uh, but now, like, I'm, like, a clean freak. Like, I have to have everything, like, pristine. But thinking back, like, it smelled like a lot of different things.
1: No one ever it was like, it smells like crayons in here.
0: She's like, oh, no, my, my week-old cheeseburger took over that smell. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My volleyball knee pads mixed with, like, yeah. seven lunchboxes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah
2: for me it's um it was diet coke wrappers like straw wrappers like i would have straw wrappers okay. cuz i yeah, i used to get a diet coke like from mcdonald's like 3 times a day in high school and so my dad finally put a little trash can in my cup holder and he's like use this like like stop putting straw wrappers everywhere and it was used it, it was. was and it was full of straw wrappers
1: it was yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh that's such a dad thing <laughs> It is. yeah he was over it that's so funny okay okay. okay. I, have was, question, I have a question for you too Oh, yes. Two questions. One, what's your dream for just one? Oh, do you want us
1: to answer that now? Yeah. Okay, you go ahead. Honestly, wait, like a long term dream or like what, like creating it? What was our dream? Long term. Long like, term. Yeah. Honestly, I hope that we can always connect with people and make people smile it's like we just got a dm the other day someone's like you guys are literally so funny like thank you for the laughs and like that is like the best compliment in my opinion i'm like i don't care about anything else but what you think of us but like just being told you're funny is like one of the best compliments and just being Mm -hmm. relatable and just letting people know they're not alone because i feel like i've felt like that plenty of times and finding people that you can relate to is one of the best feelings
2: yeah totally I feel the same. I just love the community engagement. So we want to continue to grow the following, or, like if only because we want people to come to us, talk to us, ask us questions, connect with other people who are listening to us. Like we want there to literally just be like a big girl gang, guy gang, whoever wants to be a part of it, like mm-hmm. have this as like their relatable. Let's chit chat one one stop shop.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Who is your dream person to have on the podcast?
1: Tinks, <laughs> I, yeah, I love Tinks. I Probably feel like she would do that.
0: She's a girl's girl. She should, should. Well, she that's like
2: her. we both like Rica introduced me to Tinks, and that was kind of one of the things that like gave us the the confidence, I guess, to like mm-hmm. get out there and do it because she's very unapologetic of like her views and her standpoint. So it's always like, oh, I don't want to yeah. offend anybody, but it's like you're gonna it's offend fine. somebody no matter what you do. And always. so we just finally were like, she's just somebody who has like. Broadcasted herself in such a great, unapologetic way, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but still being like very respectful of everybody. It's like she, I mean, that's her whole platform. It's like she's she's a decent role model. Like she's good, right? And yeah. people love
1: her advice. People like literally look up to her that just don't even know her. And I'm like, that's so yeah.
2: Cool. So I feel like it'd be oh, great that. to be able to have the person who kind of gave us the the kick in the ass mm-hmm. without even knowing to like come and then sit down with us once we like did it.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, and. Tanks, like people might have differing opinions on her, and I get it. Like things have been dug up from the past and whatever. And I don't even know what people would find from my old Twitter accounts and all that bullshit from when I was fifth grade, sixth grade. But she's made such a name for herself, and she's literally being paid for who she is, her advice, and the empire that she's built for based around who she is. Like, that's so iconic. That's like, I don't know, people can say what they want, but if you're setting out to be a creator and you're setting out to build a platform, you admire people like that like yeah and she seems yeah. like a girl's girl so absolutely such a girl's girl. maybe that'll be
2: like our one year anniversary present to ourselves. is like reaching
0: out <laughs> yeah yeah you should yeah. I'll do it I'll try to pull some strings on my side too with my yeah. old TikTok <laughs> this is you know,
2: girls helping girls like that's literally that is- the foundation of all of it like if you meet somebody and you're like oh I have a way to help them then I, I mm-hmm. genuinely believe that you should mm-hmm. like I'm yeah. always like oh I one for you let me get you this person's number like and you do the same like oh i have friends that are looking for a job um in chicago mike is like i can get them into this i can get them into that like that's yeah. what you should
0: do that's what it's yeah. about that's literally like i sound like my dad my southern dad being like laughs about who you know who you meet it <laughs> is like it truly is like every single person you meet for a reason and it's either a door or someone to hang out with or someone that's going to reach out in 10 years down the road and be there for you when you're going through something hard like I don't know. People are everything. And it's, I'm glad we all share that view. Yes,
2: <laughs> me too. Oh, that's a yeah. great note to wrap up on you guys. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, you guys, as always, thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Kate, for joining us. Thank you. Um, I will link everything that we talked about in the details in the description you guys know where to find us we are just number one podcast on instagram just one dot podcast on tiktok and kate give us your handles too but we'll make sure to link them
0: my handles are kate murray underscore on tiktok and just kate murray on instagram sounds good we'll
2: link Perfect. everything thank you so much for joining us it was so good talking yes, to you thank you
0: kate thanks guys this was so much fun best wednesday ever
2: love it ah. all right we'll talk to you guys <laughs> next week
0: Bye. See ya.